0: Baby, we can talk all night, but that ain't getting us nowhere. Yeah, we can talk all night, and I can talk all day, but I'm not. I only got half an hour here, so why am I wasting it singing meatloaf songs? I don't know. Um, There's enough other things to deal with to talk about here on the Harland Highway. Welcome, by the way. I am... Your host, Harlem Williams. Just amazing to have you here. Glad we can spend this time together over the next 30 minutes. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about those morons that chase tornadoes right through the, uh, through the wheat, through the fields. They get in their station wagons and their minivans and they chase tornadoes. We've got to get into that. We're going to be talking about uh, Africa. The Dark Continent. Have you ever been to Africa? Um, we're going to be talking about stretching. You know, when you stretch your body. Um, and then I go, I'm i going to go off on a rant uh, towards the end of the show. Paul McCartney, the, the pop singer, made some insulting comments at the White House a few weeks ago. And it just hit me the wrong way. So we're going to talk about that. And all other things here on the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harland Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harland Highway. Hi, Harland. I'm Teddy Rapspin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy. Okay, I got to start the show off on a high note today, okay? This is what makes what I do all worth it, okay? Which is, you know, I try to make you people laugh, try to bring people a giggle, a little joy, a little levity into their lives. So I'm walking down Sunset Boulevard today in Hollywood, And there's one guy on the sidewalk. I guess he was standing in front of his store, you know, thirty, probably a 40-year-old man with two little dogs. And me being a dog lover, as I'm walking by, I stop and I bend down and I pet the dogs and they're jumping on me. They're little, you know, tiny little toy apso-lapsos or whatever the hell they're called, right? And when I stand up, the guy looks at me with kind of this stunned look, and he goes, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And I'm like, "What? What?" And he goes, "Can I, can I just tell you, can I just tell you, thank you?" And I go, uh, "For what?" And he goes, "For all the laughter you have given me, for all the joy. Honestly, thank you, thank you for the years of doing what you do for the laughter." And I, you know, I, I'm kind of uh, humbled. I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm stymied. I, you know, I'm, I, 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 I don't know what to say to the guy. So I, I, just kind of, you know, humbly say thank you. But inside, I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm like a volcano. I'm, I'm, I'm bubbling with joy, and not because I got recognized, not because of my own ego, not because of it being about me, it was about him. It was, it was seeing that guy's face light up, seeing him smile, seeing him say what he said, hearing him say what he said, just from the depths of his heart, from having no agenda, just you can see it, the guy lit up. And by doing that, he lit me up. He, he, he made my day. And, uh, and, you know, he said that I made his day. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he made my day probably more because, yeah, it's been a lot of years, a lot of comedy, a lot of funny movies, a lot of stand up, a lot of specials and all that stuff. And uh, it's just nice to know. So I'm not going to drag this on. I already have a little bit. But uh, I just want to reiterate that uh, it's such a joy to uh, bring, hopefully, some laughter to you folks. I'm so happy you're here listening. And uh, I just want you to know that for whatever amount of appreciation you give to me or the, the show or anything, believe me, I do give it back. Uh, it's it's a, a reciprocal relationship here where, uh, you know, you get something. I definitely get something from uh, putting a smile on your face. And there you go. Uh, so thank you to the stranger on the sidewalk, and thanks again to you people. Now, let's uh, put a cork in my pie, okay? Let's put a cork in my pie hole, my lava hole, whatever the hell I'm talking about. And let's get to some chuckles. It's a twister! It's a twister! Okay, what do tornado chasers do when tornado season is over? Okay, because we are in the middle of tornado season, and I am watching the news, and here's these numbskulls in their Ford Focuses, wailing down the highway, driving into the tornadoes, Well, everyone's going the other way. I'm going to take some pictures of the swirling funnel cloud. (laughs) Boy, oh boy, what a hobby. I sure am glad I gave up the stamp collecting. I'll drive straight into that funnel. (laughs) So long, idiot. I mean, what do they do in the off-season? Well, there's no more tornadoes. I guess I'll go to Africa and run around naked on the plains of the Kalahari wrapped in bacon. See if I can track down a few lions. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. I know, I'll wrap myself in grass and lettuce and coleslaw and wander into that elephant pack. Oh yeah, Africa, man. I got to I got to talk to you people about Africa. Okay, I don't know if you've ever been there. If you've ever had the desire to go there, if you want to go there, if you're scared of it. I'm I'm just going to say without without telling you how to live your life, without ordering you around like I could anyways, right? But I'm going to drop a suggestion in your suggestion box. Hello. Um If you get a chance to go anywhere in the world, go to Africa, man. Get your canned Africa. It is an enchanting, mystical country. And I'm not talking about the cities and the the, uh, urban dwellings and the tribal villages. No, skip all the humanity, okay? I'm talking about getting out into nature, getting out on safari, you have no idea how uh, beautiful it is, how vibrant, how alive that country is, when you're out there in nature, and uh, you're literally part of the food chain. Um, I'm telling you, I've been all over the world, and Africa is just—I uh, don't know—it's like it's like a feeling came over me. You know, you know when you're falling in love. With a girl, or if you're a girl with a guy, and you get that kind of spiritual, mystical feeling inside you, you're like, "What's happening? What, what's inside me? Are there dragonflies inside me? What's happening?" You kind of get that when you land in Africa. It's uh, it's got a, it's got a vibe, man. It's got a really cool vibe. At least that's what I experienced, and it's weird because you know I'm I'm a white boy. I'm a I'm a white man. And they kind of say that Africa is the cradle of civilization. And like I said, I've been all over the world. But when I set foot in Africa, um, it was weird. I, I mysteriously felt like I had come home. Now, I know you're probably laughing. That's ridiculous. But honestly, I stepped off the plane and put my feet down on African soil And this weird kind of mystical vibe came over where I just went, wow, I'm home. It it was very peculiar. I've never been anywhere else where that had happened. Um, I wonder if it'll happen to you. I don't know. I I can only hope because it was kind of magical. And uh, when you get there and you see how connected nature is and how... All the species live together and with every breath, every step, it could be the end. You could die. You could be killed. You could be the prey. You could be the predator. It's, it's just like, oh, it's, it's fascinating. So um, for all of you who have been curious, who have thought about going to Africa, um, if you ever get the time and the money, do it, man. Um, and that's just a suggestion from me harlem williams here your worldly host one two three stretch two three stretch four five stretch oh doesn't that feel good don't you love stretching Ooh, come on do it put your arms over your head even if you're driving Stretch. Open your sunroof and stretch your arms right up into the sky. Stretch. Oh. God, don't you love to stretch? Doesn't that feel good? Oh, yeah. Bend your neck. Bend your neck. Stretch your neck to the side. Just bend it. Ow! Oh, my God. Did you just hear that snap? Who cares? Let's bend it to the other side. Come on. Bend, bend, bend. Ah, ah. Ow! Ow! Isn't stretching nice? Let's bend to the side now. Bend your waist to the side. Stretch it out. This is really good for your spine and your pelvic girdle and your. Uh, uh. Isn't stretching fun? It's the Harlan Highway. Okay, I'm all stretched out. I hope you are, too. Ow. I gotta get to the hospital. Oh, yeah, doesn't stretching feel good, huh? Come on, people. You know it does, right? You're sitting at your desk, or you're watching TV, or you just woke up. You're laying in bed. And you just kind of stretch that body out. You put your arms back over your head in your chair. You reach up to the sky, and you're just like, ah! Feels good, man. Feels good. Or you ever get a massage, and the masseuse, like, stretches you? It's like you're on the uh, the Iron Maiden in a torture chamber. She She, like, grabs your legs or your fingers or your arms and just pulls them. And you're like, are you crazy, woman? Are you nuts? You get ah Oh, wait a minute. Ooh, keep pulling, man. Hell, followed quickly by O, is hello. <laughs> you ever do a stretch, though, and you stretch so hard or so long or so far that your muscle locks up? ha, <laughs> ha. So you're like, ah, ow! The hell! I can't bend my neck anymore. You ever get that one where you get the arch of your foot where it just locks up? You're like stretching your foot, and then all of a sudden, oh, it hurts. Right? Or you're in, the, in the middle of the night, you get that Charlie horse in your leg. Or, oh, nothing worse than your uh, muscles locking up. Especially when you're in the middle of making love, darling. Um, and uh, speaking of stretching it, let me shift gears here, man. Here's where uh, sometimes people uh, stretch out their welcome a little longer than they deserve. Um... I don't know if you caught this 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 story's like a couple of weeks old, but I'm gonna get into it because it came up today and it reminded me of how it rubbed me the wrong way how it stretched me the wrong way um I'll say it a, a couple of weeks ago now the uh the president Obama and his wife were uh amassed in the uh the White House library with all the uh you know all the uh, regular crowd, all his uh, cronies and his ministers and his uh you know, everybody was there. It was it was a who's who, how do you do of of uh Washington, right? And Paul McCartney was there giving like almost a private performance for the president and uh and his gang and his posse. And, you know, they bestowed all these awards on uh, Paul McCartney, and Obama got up and gave a speech, and, oh, you did this, you did that, you wrote, hey, Jude, blah, 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 you know, and we all love Paul McCartney. And then Paul McCartney, uh, you know, gets his awards, and now it's his time to stand on the microphone and... You know, he looks good and he seems gracious and he seems appreciative and he looks genuinely happy to be there because, you know, at this point in his life, what award doesn't that guy have, right? So Paul McCartney gets up there and here comes his big thank you and he, he throws this and he goes, this this is a wonderful award. I'm so happy to have this award. Uh, I'm especially to ha- happy to get this award from this president, and he points to Obama, I'm, I'm really happy to get this award from this president, and it's nice to have a president in command who actually knows what a library is. Right? And then people classlessly start applauding in the audience. So here's this guy in the White House okay which is pretty much the president's crib you might want to show a little respect to the institution of the president of the united states yeah i'm sniffling um and uh and this guy comes out and slams obviously george bush you know pretty much saying that uh, he has no concept of what a library is, that he's obviously not well-versed, that he doesn't under- know what a book is, he's uneducated, basically he's a backwoods doofus, okay? Now, first of all, just wrong to say that. And, and whether you like Bush or hate Bush, it, there's a time and a place to, to do it then and there in front of the current president, in front of all the important Washington, uh, you know, hobnobblers. It's just a cheap shot, man. And and how does Obama even uh, feel good about that? It's not like you can cut to Obama and McCartney goes, at least this president knows what a library is. You can't see Obama sitting there going, oh, yeah, you go, you go, come on. Do some more Bush material, man. This is great. Ha! Hilarious. Yo, bro, McCartney, you are hilarious, man. Keep it coming. Keep slamming Bush. Like, Obama can't put that face on because Obama's the president, man. He's got to show some respect. So it's just uncomfortable. Obama's probably sitting there with his hand over his eyes like, oh, God, oh, God, stop it, stop it. And um, so here's what I'm going to say about it, and I'm going to take the political equation out of it because I'm neither for Bush or against Bush. Um, I was for some of the stuff he did. I was against some of the stuff he did. Same with Obama. I like Obama. I don't like some of the stuff he's doing. I, I count a president or a person on the merit of what they do and what they don't do. I give them credit for the good or, or no credit for the bad. I, I don't base it on a political party. I base it on uh, what they accomplish, what they stand for, blah, blah, blah. And everyone is good and bad, okay? Now, that being said, George W. Bush carried around the stigma of being a doofus, okay? Um, maybe he didn't come off as the smartest guy in the world. Um, his father... George Sr., I couldn't stand. That guy, if you look back on any public speak, speech or speaking engagement he had, he always fumbled words. He always kind of stuttered. He always looked uncomfortable. He, he he did not come off as educated to me, just like his son. Maybe the, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree, right? So I never liked George Sr. I kind of like George Jr. a little better just because he was kind of had that goofy kind of charm to him. Now, again, I'm not saying I was, I'm Democrat, I'm Republican. It doesn't matter. Take that out of the equation, okay? But let's just look at a man who was elected president for two terms. Now, anyone out there listening, whether you hate him or love him, do you really think that George Bush is the type of guy? that twenty four seven doesn't know how to read, doesn't know how to add, you know scribbles on a chalkboard, you know can't find places on a map, doesn't understand economics, has no political vision, has no grasp of society. like do you really think that guy is just a complete tard? And for those of you that are sitting there going, yeah, he is. Well, you're basing that on your emotion. You're basing it on your dislike for the man. You're basing it on all kinds of propaganda and, and slanted uh, news reports. and all. You've just made up your mind to hate the guy. So take away your hatred. Take away your dislike for the guy. And just ask yourself, do you really think, that this guy was sitting in the Oval Office. He made it through eight years, and it was just a fluke that he was completely dumber than you or me or a fourth-grade kid in every area, in every aspect of knowledge. So the guy couldn't say nuclear, and maybe he, uh, you know, flubbed some speeches, flubbed some lines. You know, do you, do you really think he's so dumb that he doesn't know what a library is? I just think it's uh, you know, and again, I'm I'm not pro Bush or anti Bush or it doesn't matter to me. I I I couldn't care less. I'm I'm neutral. I don't have any party affiliations, but I'm not going to sit here whether it's a, it's Obama or it's Bush or it's Reagan, or it's Carter. I can't sit here and listen to some like British pop star celebrity you know, degrade a sitting or a, a president that, that held the uh, highest office in the world for, for eight years and insinuate that the guy has no grasp of a library. Or a book, and to to insult the guy's intelligence, and in turn insult our intelligence, America's intelligence, and don't forget there's a huge swath of people that voted for Bush, that care about Bush, that like Bush, that don't think he's a doofus. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, McCartney, and for for any of you would-be McCartneys out there, before you make comments like that, just really think about what you're saying and think about where it's coming from and why you're saying it. Because in a way, it just makes you look like a doofus. You know? It's like, let's put you in the Oval Office, okay? If you're so willing, Paul McCartney, who wrote Yellow Submarine and Hey Jude and, uh, you know... Uh, I don't, lovely Rita, and uh, you know all those Beatles songs. I want to hold your hand. Let's put you behind the desk in the Oval Office, and let's see you do, you take care of business. Let's see you manage the most powerful country in the world. Let's see you uh, delegate, and uh, let's see you make uh, major decisions that affect the whole planet on a daily basis. Come on. Put down your, uh, your electric keyboard and your, uh, your uh, Les Paul guitar and let's see you maneuver through the Middle East. Let's see you uh, deal with 9-11. Let's see you deal with Wall Street. Let's see you deal with uh, No Children Left Behind. Let's see you deal with agriculture and global warming and all the things that stack up on a president. You know? It's like, oh, Bush is such a retard because of Katrina. Yeah, he's a retard because of an act of God. And he was slow to pull the trigger on things. But it's all his fault. Just like the oil thing is all Obama's fault. You know, cut these guys a break. They're they're doing the best they can. They don't have crystal balls. They're having things of such magnitude thrown at them. that. uh... You know, let let Hughes without sin cast the first stone, or whatever the hell the the saying is, man. It can't be easy. But to take a man's legacy and in his own house, in his own White House, say, yeah, I bet this dumbass president—he didn't even know what a library is, man. It's like, come on, McCartney. Choose your spots, man. You know, it's one thing to maybe say that on an interview if you're being, you know, interviewed by Jimmy Fallon at 1230 at night. Hey, uh, Mr. Uh, Mister McCartney, like, so what do you think of, uh, you know, the United States uh, political arena? Well, I don't think George Bush even knows what a library is. ha, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, you're hilarious. It's like, great. Even then it's a bit of a cheap shot, but to do it in the library, at the White House, in front of the sitting president and all the members of Congress, half of which who are Republicans that were part of uh, George Bush's party. Well, what's the point of that? And again, you know, because I know there's people listening and they're like, what are you, you, you support Bush? Uh, you like that idiot? It's not a, get your mind out of that. You're, you're stuck, you're glued on all your propaganda about political parties and political personalities. That's not what I'm talking about. Strip that away. This is just about a man who was elected into an office trying to do a job, republican or democratic, you don't slap him down like that. Um when despite all his dropped balls or all his fumbles which every president has, you got to think about the impact of good things and positive things and just the fact that they held a country together, they ran a country for 8 years. How are you doing managing your own checkbook? How's that savings account with uh, $12,000 in it over at Wells Fargo doing, okay? How's uh, juggling your phone bill and your heating bill and your TV bill and getting your kids to school? How's that going for you? Not easy, right? So uh, why don't every day you wake up and try and juggle the United States of America and the rest of the planet? Oh, uh, I wonder if he knows what a library is. You know what? Up yours, McCartney. <laughs> of oh, Christ. Have a little respect, man. Listen to me going off. I just don't like the cheap shots from the cheap seats, man. It's like you were you were invited to this place And this country, the sitting president, they invited you to bestow respect on you, to hold you up, to uh, give you praise. And in return, you turn around and slam the United States president. Not cool. You know, that's like, uh, let's say, Brad Pitt, you know, or who's one of our, let's say, Bruce Springsteen, one of our most treasured musicians, Let's say Springsteen uh, gets awarded a, a big award over in, uh, in the U.K. And uh, he's at the uh, prime minister's house. And he's sitting there, and the prime minister's sitting there. And uh, Bruce Springsteen goes, yeah, how about that Margaret Thatcher? What a bull dyke she is, huh? I wonder if that chick's ever been laid. You know what I mean? It's it's just, why would you do that? Why would you? Mr. Springsteen, we love your music. We want to give you an award for all your accomplishments. We love you. We praise you. You've brought so much joy and artistry into our lives. Here you go, a big gold, shiny British award. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, how about that Margaret Thatcher, huh? I bet even a Rottweiler wouldn't plow that chick. Um... Okay, uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Springsteen. Call me boss. Uh, Thank you, boss. (laughs) Right? So there you go. Show show some manners. Leave your political viewpoints at the door. Unless you want to get into politics and be a politician, you probably really don't know that much about it. You play a guitar every night. You sing your little pop songs. Are you really that well-versed in the ways of the world? Are you really that political? I doubt it. I don't think George Bush could play or sing with the Beatles. So why don't you stop trying to play politics in the White House library? I rest my case. I'm a little pissed. I might be rambling a little, but uh, hey, you're always free to share your thoughts 323-215-1486. Don't politicize it. I don't want to hear about Democrats, Republicans, George, whatever. K- keep it on topic if you want to make a comment about it. And look at that. We end the show today on uh, you know a hot topic, me all fired up, and uh, who cares? There's nothing wrong with that. That's what it's all about, because anything can happen here on the Harland Highway. Uh, Holland. Yeah? Oh, I just wanted to ask you something. Yeah, what is it, Paul? Are you a fucking dildo? Okay, get him out of here. No, really, I want to know. Are you a fucking dildo? Get him out. Holland. Hey, dildo, don't let me down. Oh, get him out! All right, he wasn't really here, but I don't know why I went to that ending. It's like I slammed McCartney for ten minutes, and then he turns around and burns me back. What the hell is that all about? I thought this was my podcast. How did McCartney get the last word? Because you're a dildo, Holland. Stop it! Um... Anyways, that's all we have time for today. Uh, you know, food for thought. Let me know your thoughts. 323-215-1486. And until next time, I'll meet you in the library, in the etiquette section. And until then, chicken chow, Maine, baby. And just, just before we leave, I want to just say one more time that it's a fantastic honor the Gershwin family to give me this incredible award and for me to be awarded it by the Library of Congress and in fact after the last eight years it's great to have a president who knows what a library is.